From the Heart.org Radio, this is The Fellow's Corner. Hi, I'm John Gallo, fellow moderator with TheHeart.org, and I'm here today with Dr. Robert Kelly, an interventional cardiologist from Dublin, Ireland. Dr. Kelly, uh, you've come a long way to the uh, American College of Cardiology. What's been exciting for you uh, at this year's conference? Well, I'm very excited to be here. Um, I've recently just moved back to Ireland from this country, and it's been very exciting to come back to Chicago for the ACC. I'm particularly interested in the late-breaking clinical trials, uh, and I'm also particularly interested in some newer perspectives in cardiac imaging, uh, particularly in terms of the role of cardiac CT in, in, in patients. Right. You know, we've just gone through a period here in the United States. I think with last year's ACC, there was a, some concerns raised about uh, radiation dosage and lack of uh, uh, of uh, proven clinical outcomes uh, with uh, the use of cardiac CT. Uh, what are your perspectives on uh, the possible use uh, in, a, in a country like Ireland? So in Ireland, which is very interesting, is that the availability of cardiac CT is very limited. In fact, it's only available and accessible in the private sector. So patients who uh, are through the public health system in Ireland, uh, a little bit like the national health system in England, uh, don't have access to this form of testing. There's the same issue as there is in the U.S. in terms of paying. Uh, in the private sector, the patients pay for the test. The insurance companies do not reimburse for cardiac CT. Uh, and so there's a huge level of interest because it's new technology. A lot of patients who have uh, private health insurance uh, have read more about the test, and they're the ones that are actually driving the demand more than the uh, cardiology medical profession. Do you think that the uh, National Health Service in Ireland will look favorably on the recent decision by CMS to support uh, continued payment for the, for the tests here in the United States? I would certainly hope so. The, the, there is one hospital in Dublin that have recently purchased uh, the program for uh, cardiac CT and have recently made the, 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 the test available, but it's not an open access test. Um, and there's a very limited um, availability and access to the test. In fact, they are selecting out patients from the chest pain units and, and using small groups of patients like that. One of the problems in Ireland is that you can wait a number of days to get access even to a diagnostic coronary angiogram. So the practicalities of having a cardiac CT program are, are, are potentially enormous. Uh, but the, uh, there are larger budget and, and, and fiscal uh, issues that relate to healthcare provision at home uh, that really limit uh, not only the availability but the accessibility to most of, of, of imaging testing. How would you rate uh, the primary care physicians uh, in Ireland's use of uh, traditional demographic risk factors, meaning things like uh, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, age, smoking, uh, diabetes, hypertension, things like that? Uh, how well are those uh, traditional risk factors used for, for analyzing patients who are potentially at high risk for coronary disease? Well, our primary care uh, doctors at home have, have a network where they've established um, programs to look at uh, cardiovascular risk factors. And in fact, there's been a lot of investment uh, specifically targeting uh, those risk factors that you mentioned because cardiovascular disease, just like it is in the U.S., is the number one cause of mortality and morbidity in, in, in Ireland and particularly, you know, in, in the north of Ireland. Uh, and we have a very high mortality rate associated with cardiovascular disease. So uh, our GPs, who are our primary care doctors, have got heavily involved in terms of disease prevention. You may be aware that our country uh, banned uh, cigarette smoking in public places about two years ago, which has been extraordinarily successful in terms of uh, reducing um, the uh, the frequency of new MIs. Now, whether it's uh, due to the fact that uh, th whether that's had any effect in terms of the number of people who actually smoke is another thing. But uh, it's actually driven more of the business out of the pubs than it's done anything else. So uh, because people just smoke at home rather than smoking 
uh, in, in public places. Anecdotally, do you have many patients in your practice who you found have stopped smoking? Um, not, not that I can say. I mean, I've only been home a, a year. Um, a lot of people in Ireland still smoke. It's very disappointing to see that as a risk factor. They're not as positive in, in terms of that risk factor management as you encounter with uh, U.S. patients. Um, but at the same time, the obesity problem, for example, that you encounter in the U.S. is not as, as large, if you excuse right. the pun, in Ireland. Um, although it is emerging that you can see this in young teenage kids, uh, that they're much bigger than they are before, that there is a demand for much bigger clothing sizes. And clearly this is going to have a huge impact in, in terms of cardiovascular disease and cardiovascular right. risk factors in the future at home. We've had the uh, release of the uh, uh, enhanced trial here at this year's ACC, and I'm wondering whether you uh, go through the same headaches that we do here in the, in the U.S. with uh, um, media uh, spin on these clinical trials and whether you're getting the, the calls from patients about what they should be doing and, and how this affects you uh, overseas. Well, certainly in Ireland, the, uh, we're kind of fortunate as practitioners that the, the patients aren't as involved uh, in their healthcare to the extent that the American system uh, is. But you do have a number of patients who call you uh, because they've been alerted to something on the internet about the potential dangers of a study. Or, uh, but the, the, the Sunday newspapers, for example, at home don't have, have as much an influence as the New York Times appears to in terms of uh, providing information on stent trials or on lipid trials. In relation to the enhanced trial, you know, certainly as professionals in cardiology, we've been very aware of that for the last couple of months, the controversy about why, why this drug doesn't work like every other drug does. But one of the practical points is actually trying to encourage people to prescribe statin therapy and prescribe it at the appropriate dose and, and treat the patients to the target levels that you want them to be treated to. And I mean, I think if you could do that, uh, you know, that would be a great first step. I think that the one of the things as well is that the indications, for example, for statin therapy in Ireland relate to lowering LDL or uh, treating total cholesterol. They don't specifically, the drugs aren't marketed for the basis of uh, plaque regression, right. uh, which is available to some statins in this country. And uh, equally so, a little bit like the cardiac CT issue, uh, the whole aspect of using other you know, plaque markers like carotid intermedial thickness sure. is something that's very much confined to a very very small group of people who might have an academic interest and so uh, I, I think the, the enhanced trial is yet to have its you know its, its impact at home I mean the drugs is it might be available well, what's the one big thing you're going to take home from uh, this year's uh, ACC in Chicago well I, I think that uh, I'm I was enjoyed being at the enhanced session yesterday and certainly getting some clarification on that. I'm very impressed by the attempts of the ACC to drive home quality and to try and drive home pay for performance in terms of achieving a quality delivered healthcare system. I mean, everybody's very concerned with the kind of recession times and to see that if the American system can improve things, perhaps, you know, the rest of us in the world can learn a little bit about that. I think uh, that to me has been uh, very impressive. And from a clinical side, I, I certainly have been keeping my eyes open in terms of the ongoing issues with drug eluting stents and the, right. the ongoing issues uh, with, uh, you know, the, the, certainly you know, the treatment of high blood pressure and cholesterol, which is an awful large volume of the amount of patients I actually see in practice, uh, despite my interest. Great. Well, we're glad you're here, and uh, well, thank you again for stopping by the booth today, and uh, have a safe trip home. Well, thank you very much. You've been listening to The Fellows' Corner on theheart.org radio.